Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are live right here on Football Full Circle, a part of the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. He is Scott Wetzel. We hope everybody enjoyed the 4th of July out there. Now that the hot dogs are done, the fireworks have left the sky. Major League Baseball a focus, but really, Scott, once July 4th hit, the calendar starts to focus on football just a little bit more. Just about two weeks' time until players around the National Football League start to show up for training camp once again to get prepped and ready for a new 2023 NFL campaign. So Scott, football is on the horizon even here on the 5th of July. Yep, and we get an inch a little closer as well, Ben, to the, the day where the franchise, the non-signees, have to sign. Right, We're about a week and a half away, i.e. Uh, Saquon Barkley and, and Josh Jacobs. Um, yep. I don't know if either one has necessarily gotten any closer to what they were, you know, two, three weeks ago. But uh, you know how deadlines, uh, you know, things, not, nothing really gets done unless they, they want to get done until the deadline. Then we'll, all the rhetoric and all the holdouts and all this, that, it all gets thrown out the window when we get to that, what, July 15th, I believe it is. Uh, down to that final day. So, uh, yeah, football is uh, taking over center stage for sure. Certainly so, Scott. And those contract conversations have been a huge component of this offseason for the New York Giants. Of course, inking the four-year extension with Daniel Jones earlier this offseason, a four-year deal worth $160 million. Saquon Barkley, though, placed under that non-exclusive franchise tag, making just a little bit more than 10 mil this year. If he plays under the tag, but he has already uh, spoken numerous times, Scott, about the idea of potentially, maybe it's just a leverage game, whatever it might be, but potentially he would hold out if he and the Giants cannot come to terms or he is not uh, happy with what the position is for him moving forward into 2023. Of course, it was a huge year for the New York Giants last year, 9-7-1 in the regular season, good enough to earn and qualify in a wild card spot for the NFC postseason, and they take advantage of that opportunity going on the road, upsetting the Minnesota Vikings during Super Wild Card Weekend. Then they were handled by the Philadelphia Eagles in the divisional round against their divisional opponent, but still an overall successful year that saw rookie head coach Brian Dayball win coach 
of the year. So, Scott, I think we should go division by division. A little bit across the board here around this episode today of Football Full Circle. And let's start in the NFC East. Scott, it's one of my favorite trends entering this year. You have brought up a lot of trends on this show. A team that finishes in last in their division, 18 of the last 20 NFL seasons, at least one team who has finished last the year prior, ends up winning the divisional crown the following year. Well, the NFC East has its own trend, but it's not necessarily a team that finishes last wins the division it's a team that won the division the season prior more than likely not going to win it the upcoming season dating back to 2004 we have not seen a repeat champion within the nfc east that's nearly two decades now scott where a team that wins the division in the nfc east the year before does not end up ultimately claiming that divisional championship the following season of course it was the nfc champs that played in super bowl 57 the philadelphia eagles that won the NFC East in 2022. Scott, ultimately, do you think this divisional trend within the NFC East continues into 2023? Well, that's funny. You know, I have another expression. Winners bet with streaks and losers bet against streaks. So I'm betting that somehow or another, I don't know how, uh, you know, I, I guess you could make a case for Dallas, right? I mean, it's not that out yeah. of the question. So I, I'm betting Dallas, you know, or somehow or another, the Giants or, or Commanders rise up and, and knock off the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, something bad probably would have to happen, God forbid. Uh, you know, injury-wise, uh, whether it's Jalen Hurts or one of the others, I mean, him, him in particular, but, yeah, I mean, it is amazing. It really is, Ben, because there are seven, eight, nine other opportunities. There's only three, right? you got four yeah. teams in the division. So it's either you or three others. So the fact that we've gone this long without a repeat, uh, repeat champ, I, I don't know if there's any other stat out there that really – the NFL just clings to and says, yep, we got competitive balance, don't we? You know, uh, because not team not winning, that means someone else is rising up and being better. And there's no one in that division that's been awful, awful, awful for more than a, just a yeah. couple of years. So that that's uh, the, the signature competitive balance of the NFC East and the NFL. The last team to repeat as a champion was, in fact, these Philadelphia Eagles when they won four consecutive divisional crowns in the early 2000s, 2001 through 2004. When you look at the champions within the NFC East over the past decades, Scott, 2013, it was the Eagles, 2014, the Cowboys, 2015, the Washington football team, 2016, the Cowboys, 2017, the Eagles, 2018, the Cowboys, 2019, the Eagles, 2020, Washington, 2021, Dallas, and then, of course, last year, 20. 2022 the Eagles the Giants last won this division back in 2011 of course that was the year they upset the Patriots in the Super Bowl in that matchup they were only nine and seven that year Scott winning the division as well and of course we saw the Washington football team in 2020 win this division two games below 500 a seven and nine record Scott will continue to evaluate these odds because Philly has seen the market work in their favor the birds right now a minus 110 favorite in slight minus money and odds on favorite to win this division but what I find so fascinating Scott the Cowboys are not all that far behind just plus 175 for the Cowboys so even the odds makers Scott backing up this idea that the odds are close and potentially the race for a divisional championship in the NFC East close as well and of course winning your division in football one of the eight you automatically qualify for the postseason and on top of that you host a playoff game at least the opening weekend of that playoff run. We're back on Football Full Circle up next here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are back on FFC. We are live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Divisional breakdowns today on Football Full Circle. Just about two weeks out from the start of players reporting for training camp. And Scott, we started in the NFC East with the reigning NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, who of course got to the postseason by virtue of winning this division and had that number one overall seed within the NFC. Last year for Philadelphia, the overall record as strong as you will find, 14-3. and in the NFL just a season ago. But last year, Scott, the Cowboys won 12 games. They finished runner-up in the NFC East. The year prior, the Cowboys won this division by also winning 12 games. So it's interesting, Scott, when you look at the odds for this NFC East division in 2023, the Eagles are the slight odds-on favorites, minus 110. Dallas not far behind, plus 175. That distinction pretty close. But then from the Cowboys, Scott, to the Giants, it's a pretty large drop-off, greater than five and a half bucks plus 175 to plus 750 for new york and the commanders the fourth and longest price in this division at 10 to 1 so scott like the odds would indicate if the trend does not hold up or if the trend does hold up excuse me and we don't see a repeat champion in the nfc east like we have seen be the case for the last 18 nfl seasons is it the cowboys and only the cowboys who can knock the eagles off their perch yeah i mean realistically yeah could the giants i mean the I know they made strides last year, but I point to those two wins in the last two months of the regular season more than I point to the upset victory at Minnesota in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Washington, mm-hmm. I think, is a mess, you know, with their quarterback situation. So realistically, mm-hmm. and I happen to believe, Ben, that that stat, that trend is playing a major role in the odds because outside of San Francisco, to me, you know, with their division lead over Seattle, which is pretty good, and then but the Rams and, and Arizona, I happen to think the Eagles probably have the easiest road to winning the division. But the 85-point difference between them at minus 110 and Dallas at plus 175 is actually one of the smallest. 
And listen, I, you, you can make a case for a couple of teams in the NFC South. I think you can make a case for a couple of teams easily in the NFC North, you know, with, with the Bills and the Dolphins and, and people think the Jets. I think that's a toss-up. We all know the AFC North is, is, is wild. Maybe Jacksonville, but I happen to believe in Tennessee. So I think Kansas City really, you know, outside of uh, San Francisco, even the Chargers with the Chiefs I, I wouldn't shock me. But it would surprise yeah. me outside of an injury, which, which, you know, who could predict that stuff? Outside of an injury, I don't see Philadelphia losing that division. And yet, again, they're only an 85-point difference between Dallas. And I think it's because of that trend. I, I think the boys in Vegas are like, you know what? Wetzel's right. Again, you know, winners bet with streaks, losers bet against streaks. Philadelphia's not winning. Scott, it's not just a couple of years, right? It's not in a conference where we have 16 teams. It's in a division where there are only four. It is not a coincidence this has happened for 18 consecutive NFL seasons that we have not seen a consecutive champion in the NFC East. Things work like that. Even a team on paper here on Wednesday, July 5th, that you would consider more talented could be, at the end of the day, Scott, a 12-win football team like the Eagles, and maybe the Cowboys win 13. That's what we saw last year. Philadelphia was 14-3. and Dallas was 12-5 and coming off their divisional title within the NFC East, and even that, very strong record, Scott. Not enough to get past Philly to claim a divisional championship. So if this trend holds, it's not that the Eagles now have a disastrous season. They go under 500. Last year was a blip. They have the Super Bowl appearance hangover, whatever it might be. Both teams could be very strong. As we saw just a season ago in 2022, it might just be Dallas claiming this divisional crown. And Scott, I have my doubts about betting Dallas to win an NFC championship, but I don't really have my doubts about the Cowboys as a successful team within the regular season. Dallas has won four of the last nine NFC East Divisional Championships. Again, it's pretty impressive when you realize the fact we have not seen a repeat champion in this division in 18 years. And even the past two years, Scott, 12-5, and five, the same record for the Cowboys. They return much of that cast and crew. Dan Quinn back on the defensive side of the football. And when the de defense used to hold back the Cowboys, now I think it's their strength, Scott. I do have some questions around Mike McCarthy being the play caller now in Big D, but the Cowboys to be an 11-12 win football team would not surprise me in the slightest. And if you go 12-5, and five, Scott, if you were to tell a team right now, hey, you're going 12-5, and five, I think most of the 32 teams in the NFL, Scott, would say, all right, cool, we won a divisional championship. Who are we hosting in the postseason? Yeah, uh, I, I think they make the playoffs. I don't think they win, but I, I wouldn't be completely shocked, I suppose. But I do think it's going to take something anti-Philadelphia in order for mm. Dallas to emerge. But if you want to throw, yeah. you know, you, you want to play uh, devil's advocate here, if you will, against Philadelphia, everything that really could have gone wrong for Dallas last year did, right? Uh, Dak Prescott misses, what, five, six games? Now, they won most of those yeah. with, with Cooper Rush, but they still missed them. Yeah. And you couldn't play any worse than what Dak played last year. And, and you may not be the biggest Prescott fan in the world, but you have to admit, man, he was just awful. And they yep. still were able to get into the playoffs and into the second round. So I, I got to figure he's going to play a little bit better. They don't have the, you know, the Zeke Elliott thing hanging over their head like they did last year. What's he going to do? So uh, a lot of things that could have gone wrong did, and they still were, were very good last year. And then you throw in the, the week, uh, you know, conference and everything. So, yeah, I guess you could make the case for, for Dallas. I mean, I, I definitely think they're going to make the playoffs. That's for sure. Right. 
I think they're going to be a playoff team as well. They are one of the six teams in the National Football League greater than a $2 favorite, minus $2 or more, to make the postseason. Something I think Dallas does. With that being said, Scott, I'm not going to bet the Cowboys to win the NFC Championship at 6-1 to because, as we know, Dallas has made it to the postseason 12 times since they last reached a conference championship game, and they have failed to even get to a conference championship game. 12 straight appearances in the playoffs and not past the divisional round. I can't back that Scott with a 6-1 to number for the Cowboys to win the NFC Championship but again given the trends of the NFC East there is at least a thought Dallas is in the running for the top spot and the divisional crown within the NFC East and again I agree with you Scott it's nothing against Philadelphia I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC by a pretty distinct margin in fact at least in my estimation ahead of the Niners although it's a plus 330 price for the Eagles it's only 4-1 to for San Francisco the Niners have some big quarterback questions to answer in my estimation so the team that is best in the conference on paper for me is Philadelphia it's just the idea Scott that both the Cowboys and the Eagles could be postseason teams and given the trend here in the NFC East over the last two decades it's a very strong trend Scott you mentioned you're not as optimistic for the Giants this year as last year maybe proof, right? 9-7-1, shaky down the stretch, still able to hold on for a playoff spot and then taking advantage of the postseason. The Commanders have so many questions to answer offensively. I can understand the pessimism. Six and a half, the win total for Washington, the slight under, the slight juice on the under. Seven and a half, Scott, is the win total for New York. Slight juice on the under as well. You would expect a playoff team with a rookie head coach that won coach of the year last year in the National Football Football League to at least have a higher win total than they did the year prior. That's not the case. The Giants had seven and a half wins as their total entering last year. Same this year as well, Scott. Yeah, it, it's definitely, you know, and it's funny. If you said who would have the tougher schedule, Ben, the Philadelphia Eagles, who won the division last year and go to the Super Bowl, or the New York Giants, who, you know, admittedly, as you mentioned, make, make the playoffs, I, I would think most people would say, all right, it's got to be Philadelphia because they have the first place schedule. And while they do have Kansas City, Buffalo, and San Fran on their schedule, they don't have to play against themselves, whereas the Giants do. And Philadelphia opens up with New England, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, Washington, and the Rams. That's not bad. You know, I mean, to, to, to get things right back rolling again, all things considered, that's not bad. Giants, though, on the other hand, open up with uh, Dallas at Arizona. Okay, San Francisco, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo with four of those on the road. It's a tough, it is a real tough slate for the Giants. They're going to be one of my, at this point, major underplays. They got a three-game road trip. They have a home game against the Jets, which doesn't count as a home game. So they're really going to have seven games. It's, I think they're set for a five or six-win season at best. The 14th most difficult schedule in the National Football League as well, based on win total projections for 2023. More football full circle up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. As we go division by division, Scott, in the NFC, next up in alphabetical order from the NFC East is the NFC North. And this division is going to look a ton different this year, Scott, than it really has for the last decade and a half. Why? Aaron Rodgers, the mainstay at the quarterback spot for the Green Bay Packers, is no longer in the NFC North. He plays for New York in the AFC East, of course, the New York Jets. And Scott, the Lions are booked as a favorite to win the NFC North in the first year without Aaron Rodgers. A Detroit team, Scott Wetzel, that has not won a divisional championship in the National Football League in three decades. 1993 was their last, and that was back in the days of the NFC Central. Now, of course, a lumping of sorts and a changing of the divisions with 32 teams in the NFC North. The Lions, the favorites, plus 145. The Vikings behind at plus 270. The Packers, the third best price at plus 350 in the Bears, the longest of the four teams, but only at plus 420. So, Scott, I think that's where we begin. We have four teams, of course, in this division that are separated by less than $3 from the odds. The Lions, the favorites at plus 145. The Bears have the longest price as the odds makers see it, but it's only plus 420. Scott, does that show to you that this divisional crown might be up in the air in 2023? Oh, clearly, clearly, right? I mean, this division might have the most teams, Ben, that you just, for me, that I just don't know what I'm getting, you know? I could be wrong about my assessment on the Giants, and they could be terrific, or the assessment on the Jets, and they could be good. But I, I know going in right now, anyway, where I think they're going to be. This North team... You know, if you told me the Lions went 11-6 and six or 6-11, six and 11, I'd be like, I don't know which one to choose. If you told me the yeah. Vikings, who seemingly have downgraded for, for some crazy reason, would go 11-6 and six or 6-11, six and 11, I'd be like, okay, I, you know, I, I, I get it. Packers, what do we really know about Jordan Love? Are we ready to anoint him, if not the next Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, at least in that category? Is he going to be good enough? I don't you know, 11-6 and six or 6-7, six and seven, don't know. You know, maybe not the Bears at 11-6, and six, but I happen to think that just Justin Fields, year number two will be a lot, lot better. Um, you know, it's tough just coming in and, and being the, the savior and everything. Everything was thrown on his plate yeah. last year. So, uh, again, maybe not 11 and six, but could I see them being competitive enough in that division and in challenging late in the year? Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Yeah, I think it's the boys in Vegas just saying we don't want to believe in the Lions, you know, just like we don't necessarily want to believe in the Eagles because of that record. Uh, but they can't put anybody else favorites. They don't know what's going on in this division. The Detroit Lions booked as a favorite to win a division is a site that is very interesting to see. This was two years ago, a team that was 3-14. and 14. They were phenomenal against the spread in the first year under Dan Campbell, 11-6 and six, as an underdog, booked as an underdog in all 17 of their games. But that should show you what the thought process was on Detroit. Last year, they had an eventual winning record, upsetting the Packers in Lambeau in the regular season finale, but at 9-8 and eight, and at a point score, were one and six and we thought oh maybe some of that hope and optimism for the lions really was a tad too early this is a team that was a game above 500 last year and is expected now to win a division the win total for the lions nine and a half the over has the juice the win total for the vikings eight and a half a ton of juice to the over both the bears and the packers have a win total of seven and a half that both have a tad more juice on that over as well even in the win total Scott, when you correlate it to the divisional markets because of course winning a division like a win total is a regular season number even those marks of distinction are so so small and so so close it should show you that really it's anybody's division if the bears go seven and ten i think people would think all right that's a step in the right direction for a team that won three games a season ago if the packers go seven and ten you might think to yourself all right not the standard of what we're used to in green bay but first year under jordan love could have been a lot worse if the vikings go eight and nine and they come down from earth where they were last year at 13 and four i think a lot of people would say scott you know what Last year, they won 11 of the 13 games by a single score. The luck had to run out in Minneapolis at some point. And if the Lions even go 9-8 and eight again, but they don't win the division, people would say, yeah, that's what we kind of expect out of Detroit. So I agree with your assessment, Scott, that really you could post the record for any four of these teams that have the opposite ends of the spectrum, 6-11, and 11-6, and 7-10, and 10-7. And I think either would be pretty much as likely as the other. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, I will say this about their odds, you know, outside of the prohibitive favorites, San Francisco in the NFC West, Chiefs in the AFC West, and in uh, surprisingly enough, Jacksonville in the AFC South, the Lion odds to win at plus 145 versus the Vikings at plus 270, that 125 point difference, that's the most out of all the other divisions, which yeah. I guess is just a testament to how close the NFL really is, right? So if, if you're saying the Lions are the best of the the rest in essence it is kind of amazing to see that number but again yeah i mean any of those teams could finish like i said 11 and 7 10 or 11 and 6 10 and 7 or or the other way around it's and really you know as you were going through those ben you know lions finish uh let's just say the, the bear we'll start bears finish eight and nine i think bears fans would be like okay we're seeing some progress Packer fans, yep. uh, you know, they finish 8-9 and nine as, long, as long as Jordan Love plays well. I think they're like, okay, you know what? We, we got our quarterback in the future. Vikings, I, I don't know about the Vikings, but if the Lions yep. go 8-9, and nine, that's the one where, to me, it's almost like, wow, that's a disappointment. This is really, you know, we're expecting a lot from the Lions. We want them to take that next step. We won 10, 11, 12 wins and win the division. It's another just strange role for the Lions that they're the ones that if they don't go at least 500 or better, they're the ones that are going to be labeled a disappointment where the other fan bases might be able to find a silver lining. 
Absolutely so. You're right. Based on expectation. Based on history, though, it is interesting, right? Because nine and a half is the win total for Detroit, a number they have not gone over in eight consecutive NFL seasons. And they even made the playoffs once in that span back in 2016. The last time the Lions went over nine and a half wins was an 11 and five mark back in 2014. They made the playoffs that year in a wild card spot. They lost in that wild card game. In fact, Scott, dating back to the last time they were even in contention for a divisional crowd in 1995, the Lions have gone over nine and a half wins just twice, 2014 and 2011. They made the playoffs wow. in both of those years. The Lions have only made the playoffs three times in this millennium since 2000. They have lost all three of those playoff games. In fact, the last time the Lions even won a playoff game was back in 1991. So, Scott, it's not just about winning the division, something they haven't done in 30 years. It's not just about earning a postseason berth. It's about taking advantage of that playoff opportunity in winning at least one game because they have not won a playoff game now in 32 years. Their playoff record in that span is 0-8. That's where the Lions have to get past even if they get to the postseason, Scott. In those times where they were a regular playoff contender in the 90s, of course, Barry Sanders was a big reason for that because they made the playoffs four times in a five-year span from 93 to 97 and of course Barry Sanders was the main reason why in the Motor City so it's really interesting Scott you're right if the Lions go nine and eight and don't win this division but maybe eke out a wild card spot I wonder how Lions fans would feel I think a playoff spot would be really big for a team that hasn't got there since 2016 but if the Lions go eight and nine even which would be in the last six years their second best record Lions fans I think would have a right to be upset because it is not living up to the level of expectation they now have for themselves despite the fact it's better than they've been really in the last half decade outside of last year going nine and eight but still not earning a playoff berth I think really it is Scott like you mentioned postseason or bust this year for Detroit yeah, especially, Ben, if it's not Minnesota that wins that division. You know, if it's the Bears, oh, my God, God forbid it's the Bears and, and even yeah. the Packers, right? Because then the Lion fan is saying, you know what? We're sitting here. We're doing nothing. Green Bay's got another quarterback, you know, and the Bears have come out of nowhere, and they've, you know, passed us by already. You know, what you know, we, what are we doing? What are we doing? So, and then you throw in the Jared Goff situation. You know, not only is it a record situation with the Lions, you know, they go 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, play mediocre football. You know, then it's like, okay, now what are we going to do with golf? Is, is he going to be our guy? Do we resign? You draft a quarterback and then look elsewhere now. So there's repercussions to finishing eight, nine, yeah. seven, and ten, or, or out of the postseason for this Lions club. Yeah, there is expectation now. How do teams match up with expectation? Seven and a half, Scott, the win total for Green Bay, by the way. Of course, Aaron Rodgers became the starting quarterback for this Packers organization back in 2008. That's a 15-year run with the same starting quarterback following 16 consecutive years of the same Amazing. starting quarterback that was, of course, Brett Favre. It is a staple of consistency in three-plus decades in Green Bay, but focusing on Aaron Rodgers' time at the helm. In his rookie, I mean his fourth year in the National Football League, but his inaugural year as the quarterback for this Packers team, they won 6-10. and 10. But just two other times, Scott, in 
in the 14 next years Aaron Rodgers was the starting quarterback for Green Bay, did they go under seven and a half wins? It is not frequently that Green Bay would even say to themselves, all right, eight and nine, we're good with that. It will be a resetting of expectation. But Scott, it's interesting to examine the fan base of a franchise that is known as Title Town USA and has had consistency in the last three decades. Just what their assessment of an eight and nine year would be if Jordan Love looks good in spots, but ultimately it's not enough for a winning record or a playoff berth. I think it's the I think it's more the him performing right and, and by the way Green Bay on the field is Pittsburgh with the coaching right Pittsburgh's got the coaching and, yeah. and, and Green Bay's got the quarterbacks I think uh, they'd rather have Jordan Love perform well and maybe lose games 35-30 than win games you know 14-10 from the NFC North to the NFC South that's where we go next live right here on football full circle in arguably the worst division in football a season ago. Will it be better in 2023? Find out next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are back live on Football Full Circle, a divisional breakdown around the NFC. We've hit on the east, the north, now the south. And last year, Scott, it was the only division in football without a single team that posted a winning record. And with an 8-9 and nine mark, Tom Brady in his final NFL campaign led Tampa Bay to a divisional championship again with a losing record at eight and nine and scott depending on how you conceptualize things the teams behind tampa bay either all finished in a tie for second or a tie for last as the saints the falcons and the panthers all finished just a game behind tampa bay at seven and ten which means that this year with tom brady out of the division and the buccaneers with serious concern around their quarterback position and them having the longest odds it might be those three teams scott the saints the falcons and the panthers dueling it out for a divisional championship currently the saints are the favorites it's a plus 135 price for new orleans not all that far behind and last 
in fact less than a dollar it's the atlanta falcons at plus 220 and then the panthers at plus 330 the buccaneers bring up the rear at seven to one so scott we've talked about this division a few times throughout this summer on football full circle the saints at the top scott to you let's start there feel like the deserving favorite though entering 2023 yes Absolutely. In fact, I think they should be a bigger favorite than what they are. Uh, I, I got to see Desmond Ritter lead this team to the promised land, the Atlanta Falcons. Otherwise, Carolina with a rookie quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield with, with Tampa Bay. I mean, you talk about a tough spot replacing Tom Brady. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be very successful down in Tampa. I, I, I'd be hard-pressed to not see the New Orleans Saints win this division, even if it is just 9-8. and eight. I think they can be better than that. I'm, You know, again, not the biggest Derek Carr fan in the world, but I, I think Raider fans are going to find out that uh, the Raiders were, were a 500-football team because Derek Carr got them there, and now they're going to be a six-win football team without Derek Carr. Yeah. And I, I think it's a major advancement uh, for the Saints team to get Derek Carr. Defense is as good as any defense. As long as we keep the guys healthy and, and out, of, out of jail, then I, I think that Saints team head and shoulders is the best team in that division. I would agree, Scott. I really think New Orleans should be a shorter favorite than what they are. Maybe closer to an Eagles price at minus 110, or at least closer to an even money favorite. I understand based on last year when you look at New Orleans in a 7-10 record where the quarterback play was as inconsistent as you'll find around the National Football League, that it doesn't allow a ton of optimism and Derek Carr does have his detractors I'm not one of them I think he's a top 15 starting quarterback in this National Football League and I think he will pay huge dividends to an offense that is really talented around the quarterback spot and one thing that has remained the same Scott this Saints defense is very very good Dennis Allen was the six-year defensive coordinator under Sean Payton before he was elevated to the role of head coach last year and the Saints still finished as a top 10 scoring and total defense a season ago so I think this Saints team is deserving of that favorite price and like you Scott Wetzel probably a shorter number than just plus 135 it is interesting though to then tie in that number that is the favored price to win this division with the win total for New Orleans because it's nine and a half Scott and the under has the pretty heavy juice nearly a dollar and a half of juice at minus 148 so even if they win the division Scott it's thought of as a nine and eight record maybe even a losing record is in contention once again yeah, right. Another uh, a losing record could win that division. I mean, I, I suppose it could, but I'm, I'm surprised that, you know, I, I do like they're over in, in that. Uh, they have back-to-back -back games three times. They're only in prime time three times, which isn't, you know, that crazy schedule for that NFC South. Is it impossible? So it to me would be if they didn't get to 10 wins, I, I'd really be surprised. Um, I think people forget how good that defense was last year, really even two years ago. It's, it's still there, you know, and another year there with, with uh, Dennis Allen, who, you know, hopefully, you know, is a little bit better than what it was last year, which was pretty bad. But I still yeah. think, you know, uh, with, with Gruden, you know, helping out uh, supposedly uh, Derek uh, down in New Orleans. Um, you know, I, I still think that their head and shoulders are the best football team. And, and, and not baiting that, not getting that win, depending on what you get and where you get it, I, I think that's a, a solid overplay. Listen, we have to see what happens with Alvin Kamara and his off-the-field legal issues. Right. But if he's there, we know he's incredibly talented. And he didn't produce a lot of touchdowns a season ago, but that's where Jamal Williams enters as he led the National Football League in rushing scores last year, now a member of this Saints team. 
We're not entirely sure if Michael Thomas will ever be healthy enough to contribute on a regular and consistent basis, but he should be there at the start of this season. And Chris Olave had a great rookie season at the wide receiver spot out of Ohio State for this Saints club. So there's a lot of talent offensively around Derek Carr for him to utilize at his disposal. And I agree, Scott, if they're a big bump up there, they were only a couple of games below 500 last year, relying on that defense. I think it's a nine win football team at bare minimum and I would not have an issue paying the plus 120 to go over nine and a half wins now Scott it's interesting when you look at these divisions right the NFC South is not expected to be all that illustrious this year much in the same way the NFC East was perceived entering a season ago all four teams in the division entering last year the Eagles the Commanders the Cowboys and the Giants had four of the 10 easiest schedules in the National Football League just a season ago based on win total projections in what was the expectation. It's a rather similar phenomenon this year, Scott. The Buccaneers have the hardest one. They're right in the middle of the pack. But the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers, three of the four easiest schedules in the National Football League. The Saints have the easiest one based on win total projections. The Falcons, the second easiest. And the Panthers, the fourth easiest. So if they're playing an easy schedule, Scott, it even gives them an opportunity to at the very least, have an have a chance to go over nine and a half wins because if they're favored in games that are not against the best, then they're going to have an opportunity to run through their division, to have success, and at least stack up wins on their way to going over nine and a half and claiming a divisional crown. Yeah, I tell you why. I'm glad you went there, Ben, because I'm looking at their schedule, and I had noticed this before. I made a little note when I was going over the schedules when they all came out. I mean, it is ridiculously easy. I won't tell you who they're playing. I'll tell you who they're not playing, right? You look at the best teams around yeah. the NFL. Kansas City, not playing. Chargers, not playing. Eagles, not playing. Dallas, not playing. Buffalo, not playing. Miami, not playing. They're playing two teams out of the AFC East, but somehow or another, Miami and Buffalo aren't one of them. They're playing New England and, yeah. and the Jets. Um, there's like, like nobody. I, I mean, it, it's wow. I mean, Tennessee, Carolina, the Green Bay's on there. Uh, Indianapolis is on there. You know, obviously, Detroit twice. The Giants, who I think are going to struggle, are going to be is on there. I mean, it is just if all oh, Chicago's on there. If these teams live up to the hype, then yep, that, that that's what they're they're going to have a monster easy schedule. You know, they have back to back games three times but no three-game road trip um you know one of the games a back-to-back -back is separated by a bye so it, yeah. it's not you know no long west coast trips uh, outside of a, a stop in uh, with the chart or uh, the rams uh, in, in december but you know they're not flying all over the country it's set up for them and, and all the other teams for the most part in the nfc south by the way uh to do really well this yeah. year it really and is that's why it, ben atlanta that's we're gonna get to atlanta i think atlanta's total is eight and yeah. a half and, and, and that's why, because they're scared, right? Because it's not because Atlanta's not going to win nine wins. It's because, you know, their schedule is like this as well. It's really interesting, Scott, as we stick on New Orleans for just a moment. You mentioned you think they should be a shorter favorite to win that division, probably closer to even money, if not even a minus placed in front of them. Well, the Saints right now have a minus 164 price to be a playoff team this upcoming year. It is fifth best in the NFC behind the Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, and then the Lions, also booked, of course, as a divisional favorite. It's the ninth best in all of the National Football League. So if they're almost seen as a shoe-in to win this division, Scott, or a, to make the playoffs, then the divisional price should probably reflect that a little bit more. 
It also, though, is an interesting conversation, Scott, because you mentioned the Falcons at eight and a half for their win total. The Falcons are also plus 116 to make the playoffs. Atlanta has the eighth best price to make the postseason out of NFC teams, but only a couple of cents behind the Vikings, who are plus 104, and the Seahawks ahead of both of those teams that we mentioned outside of the top five within the NFC. Unlike last year, Scott, it almost seems like, as we look at the NFC South, where we thought, of course, only one team is going to contend, it would probably be the Buccaneers. They ultimately, although it was very shaky, ended up winning that division with an 8-9 and nine record, and the other three Three were at 7-10. and 10. Maybe this year, Scott, because of how the NFC is perceived as a weaker conference comparatively among the two, and because of how easy the schedules are for the top contenders for a divisional title in the NFC South, that we might not just see one NFC South team make a playoff berth. We might see multiple because the Falcons win totals 8.5 and, and the over has a slight bit of juice, Scott. Yeah, and it is amazing. They're eight and a half, Saints nine and a half, you said, and yet the Saints are minus 164 yeah. and the Falcons are plus 116. That's an 80 point swing, which, you know, that's a pretty good size swing for only one more win expected out of Atlanta. So anything in the NFC where it just seems wide open outside of you get past the top three teams, right? San Fran, Dallas, and, and Philadelphia. You want to get two teams out of the NFC South? It, it wouldn't shock me. NFC North, if the Lions do well and Minnesota maybe does well again, wouldn't shock me, right? None of, none of that stuff would shock me in the NFC this year because yeah. the teams are, are so bad. Someone's got to start winning some games. Scott, I think it will be really interesting to see what the wild card picture looks like in the NFC. So many teams that in the same way we discussed the NFC North, and maybe it's the same in the NFC South. If you were to post a record for this team, either which way, and I would say, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, I think that's plausible. It could be the same idea for the wild card race. Three out of the four teams from the NFC East made the playoffs a season ago. Of course, the Eagles were the top seed in the conference, winning the NFC East. The Cowboys and the Giants both occupied a wild card spot as well i don't think it's going to be three of the four from the nfc east once again but the giants could potentially be in the running the cowboys again have the third best price out of all teams from the nfc to make the postseason even ahead of divisional front runners like the lions and the saints so those three teams feel pretty solidified the niners the eagles and the cowboys but really for the other four spots including the two divisional champions and the two remaining wild card spots you could tell me a a lot of teams, Scott, would make and earn those spots. And I would say, yeah, stacks up, whether by virtue of winning a division or being a 9- or 10-win football team and earning a wild-card berth. There is a lot of uncertainty, which should hopefully lead to a lot of chaos from a fun way in terms of claiming a playoff berth in the NFC this upcoming season. Yeah, the records won't be good. But being mathematically alive in the NFC will be good. You, you could be literally yeah. six and nine heading into the final two weeks, right? And that's pretty bad, right? But six and nine heading into the final two weeks, I, I almost guarantee you that you'll be mathematically alive still for a playoff spot. That's how bad it is. How about a, a blanket bet? I don't know how you are on blanket bets, Ben, but would you do a blanket bet this year every NFC team versus an NFC team when they play each other? You think it's going to be that one-sided? Mm. That's a good question. Um, no, see, I don't know, right? I think the, the highlights in the NFC can compete with anybody in the other conference. And I don't think 
the Saints are as bad as the odds might perceive. I don't think the NFC North is going to have a 9-8 and eight divisional champion. I think it's either the Lions stacking up on expectation or a team like Minnesota that said, hey guys, we were 13-4 and four a season ago. I know we lost our playoff game, but we were actually a pretty talented team, and we got a lot better defensively, led by Brian Flores, which was our gaping hole a season ago. So, I don't know, Scott. I don't think it's as wide of a gap between the AFC and the NFC as we seem to believe at this point. We'll talk about that up next here on Football Full Circle as we round out today's show. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are back for just a few more minutes live right here on Football Full Circle, the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM, Channel 159. He's Scott Wetzel. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll continue our division-by-division breakdown around the National Football League tomorrow. But, Scott, I thought you brought up an interesting point. The NFC has compared to the AFC this year. Now, there is not a market available for this at the moment, but I would love to know what the juice would like, Scott, what the match bet would be for a team from the AFC winning the Super Bowl versus a team from the NFC. Obviously, the AFC is the favored side, having the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals, three of the top five prices. But the other two, of course, in there from the NFC, the Eagles and the Niners. Scott, what do you think that match match bet might look like in its, in, in its essence, the AFC versus the NFC? Which conference has the ultimate Super Bowl champion? I would think it would just basically go right back to Kansas City, right? You take the two top favorites, Kansas City and and the Philadelphia Eagles. So I would guess uh, it would be AFC probably minus 160 uh, and NFC plus 140, 130, depending on the the VIG. Um, Yeah, Yeah. about minus 150, 160 because it's Kansas City. I think that's a pretty good point. 
I mean, listen, two of the three best prices from the AFC, the Chiefs, then the Eagles, then the Bills, of course, and then three of the five best prices also from the AFC when you add in the Bengals and the Niners, but both Cincy and San Francisco have a 10-to-1 number. Then the Cowboys have the sixth best price. We've told you about the issues Dallas has winning in the postseason. It's 14-to-1. Then the two next prices from the AFC, the Jets and the Ravens, 16-to-1, 18-to-1 for both. Baltimore. We'll continue that division-by-division breakdown on Football Full Circle tomorrow. A few closing thoughts, perhaps, on the NFC South before we get to the NFC West, a division that I find fascinating entering next year's 2023 NFL season, and then over to the AFC as well. He's Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. That does it for Football Full Circle today, but the money line is up next on Sports Grid Radio. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.